recording now. Happy New Year, Fuck. Simon. Happy New Year. <laughs> I'll get happy you a year, I know it's past the 2nd of January, but Happy New Year, Simon. Oh, fuck, yeah. The rules can go out the window at the moment. They can. Um, why weren't we recording? I could have sworn that I had pressed record. That's all right. I saw it before. It was too much of an issue, mate. Oh, and luckily, we'd only been talking for a few minutes, but Jesus. We did. We hit a nice subject, though. The surreal moment. <laughs> All that intro talk oh, about Darwin, Ayers Rock, and, and everything. Oh, oh, what a waste. That's it. Darwin could have, could have been made famous by us, by us talking about potentially traveling there one day. In summary, apparently not a bad place to travel to. So, one day, one day I'd little. like to go to Darwin, just throwing it out there. Just. Yeah, we hit it up. We we it, that was essentially the the crux of it. That Darwin would be an interesting place. Basically, a big broom, <laughs> is what I hear. So, and that West Australia has a very big rock, bigger than Ayers Rock or Uluru, I should say. <laughs> What's it called? Mount Augustus. Mount Augustus. We also talked about the Wolf Creek Crater. Remember when we were Year Twelve, Mel? We we went on the Northwest trip, and we went up to the top of Mount Bruce. Mount Bruce. Remember, we climbed the mountain, mate. Climbed the mountain. My name's somewhere up there on the register. Of the- we did it together. I think we were lagging behind everybody else. It was just the two of us. We did it. I was definitely lagging behind. I was definitely lagging behind. Did Mandel vandalize our natural resource? No, no. They had a register there. Yes, they, right, yeah. they actually had a register. Remember no, that? you could – You could. there was a book up there in like yep. a – like it was a, a rock formation that, you know, man-made rock formation and it was like a little cave where the book was stored so it wouldn't get wet. And people would go up there, you write your name. So our name is hopefully still at the top of Mount oh, Bruce. Considering that was over 20, 25 years ago, I don't, I don't think so. They might have uh, changed the A4 book, A4 folder. What was that, 1996? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Showing our age now, my friend. I tell you what, I was eight years old. <laughs> Just so you know. Yes. For some reason, for some reason, I always thought that Mount Bruce was the highest peak of WA. No, that's Mount Mahari. Mount Mahari is the highest peak. Yes, that's correct. Actually, as I found out last week, why did I think Mount Bruce? I thought I'd done some great achievement by by walking. You climbed this. It's only it's only not it's not by much. It's only a couple of meters, but but it's still. Um, oh, it's only a couple of meters. Yeah, it's not that much difference in height compared to. Right. Well, if I do recall, but. Was it the Mount height of Mount Bruce? And it's just out of uh, was it Tom Price, wasn't it? Yeah, Tom Price is like this this town in the middle of red dirt, right? And then all of a sudden, it's just like this oasis, green grass everywhere, trees. It's amazing. Well, there you go. Mount Mahari is twelve forty nine meters high. Mount Bruce is one twelve thirty four. So fifteen meters difference. Is it the second highest peak? Yeah, second highest peak in Western Australia. Ah. Okay, so I wasn't far off it then. It's yeah. 15 metres off it. I think that's why I'm always surprised about um, the north of Australia. Like you think it's going to be red, but it's actually surprisingly tropical, north WA. Like, surprisingly green. Well, it depends which part north because if you go down Caragrini, it's red. It's red. <laughs> it's red. And Yeah, I know, but like, like Broome, for instance, like when I went to Broome, like I know that it's tropical, but I suppose you expect it to be more red, but it's actually surprisingly green. Which I was like, huh, that's interesting. I don't know. It's just a strange thing. Because when you start driving in WA, eventually it all looks the same. You drive for long enough, it blurs, right? Um, but like that was what I really found odd when I got to, to Broome and I noticed it was surprisingly surprisingly green. I don't know. It's just, just not what I was expecting. 
I think a bit of north's a bit like that. There's a lot more water than you think there's going to be, I suppose. Well, there's definitely plenty of water. And that's going on, um, just throwing it out there, that the state government, uh, I don't know if you heard since their projected budget, which was three weeks ago, and their current budget, have found an extra $1.5 billion due to the royalties being $170 US a tonne. So I'm thinking to myself, why don't they build a pipeline? Do what any any bridge always wanted to do. They got all that water up there. It's a bit of extra money. They didn't have to borrow it. A bit of infrastructure won't go won't, won't go won't harm the economy. It'll be good for the economy. Oh, it's a tough one. I don't know if it's worth paying off debt at the moment, though. I don't know how we just went from tourism to uh, the economy and infrastructure, but anyway, well done, lads. <laughs> Seg- segway. Yeah, big time. <laughs> Um, anyway, I think we pretty much covered uh, everything that we that I didn't record. So uh, well done, recap that. Now we had started also talking about the uh, United States Capitol building insurrection, if you want to call it that, break in. Yes, the riot. Uh... And uh, and I was saying that one of the things that amazed me and, and shocked me was uh, the woman who got shot in the neck from almost point-blank range, maybe a couple of metres away, uh, by the, the, by the policeman, policeman. Um, and, she, like, she's pretty much instantly dead. And she didn't have a weapon. She wasn't breaking the windows next to the people who were breaking the windows. Obviously, she was going to probably come in after them. But the, the cop's life wasn't uh, under immediate threat by that specific woman so it just looked to me like this woman was shot at random just to scare everybody else from from advancing on the building or into the building i don't know if you saw that that footage that vision that i'm talking about but it just i don't know looked a bit sick did they know of the other guy the other security guard or other copper that had been killed was this before or after that Situation. I have no idea of the timeline, to be honest. But because it would be a real like like that, I would be interesting to know if he knew that at the time. Because like I suppose yeah. your reaction would be very different knowing the reaction of other people elsewhere. Oh, definitely, yeah, far out, and yeah, fair enough. I would I would give the cop a break if he knew that someone else had been killed. He probably would have thought, "Shit, I'm next." So I'm opening fire. Mm-hmm. However, yeah. just the the choice of person that he chose. Th- to aim his gun at and shoot was unarmed, was not smashing the windows. She was just standing behind the ones or next to the ones that were smashing the windows. So anyway. What I, what I find a bit strange is that, you know, we've, me and my brother had this discussion about, you know, people taking over <laughs> the White House or whatever. No, oh, it's impossible. They would never do it. That just proved that they could do it. <laughs> It's like, oh my god! Like, surely it would have had better security than, than yeah, that. About the the cops just standing aside. My second point is like, like, come on, surely. I, I get that, but like, when it's your own, your own citizens are very different to foreign citizens. Like, I'll, I'll put that in there. Like, and I, I can't see myself storming Parliament House in Australia. I can tell you that. Much. Yeah, no, 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 no. Jesus Christ, man! I, I mean, just just try to go to the Supreme Court in Western Australia. Man, I had a piece of metal in my in my wallet because I had a bottle opener, one of those key card bottle openers in my wallet. You should have seen the headache that went through just for that. Who knows what you intended to do with that bottle opener, Mel? Who knows? Oh, oh my God. You know what I could have done with that bottle opener? Jesus Christ. I wouldn't trust you with a bottle opener as far as I could throw it. 
Who knows how many beers you'd get through? <laughs> I've seen you drink. Yes, I, I could drink in my payday. Definitely um, two and a half months so, uh, well, sober or well, drink-free at the moment, so quite proud of my achievements. Compare America to Australia. We're talking like we're comparing apples and oranges, mate. That's dust. America's the Wild West. Yeah, but but in saying that, I mean, on, oh, yeah, but no, no, but but like I've been through to I've been through um, Department of Homeland Security there through the airport. Oh my god, mate, they go through you like a fine tooth comb. And so I was like, okay, you got through the airport there. What's called TSA there? My god, it's an absolute nightmare. But then you go storm the Capitol like that, just walk through. I'm like, are you serious? Well, they were the, the cops were outnumbered, but it looked like they didn't even try. And it looks like it looks like they stood aside at the barriers and then held the doors open for them at one point, even to let them in. And they were just walking in calmly. You know, there's speculation, obviously, but I reckon they were told just stand down and let them go because one cop, you can see him on yeah. video, goes, "I don't agree with it." He actually said, "I don't agree." So he's he's implying doesn't agree with the orders he's been given, right? Or doesn't agree with them coming in, full stop, whatever. But, you know, I mean, there's no attempt by, by the authorities, by the cops, to stop them. And they're not being um, violent at that, at that time either. So it's, it's, it's strange. So, yeah, so this is one of those symptoms. I'll get to Parler being kicked off Twitter and, you know, Donald Trump being kicked off Twitter and all that, right? That's a symptom of that. I feel like this may be a symptom of... So, so you know now when you have social media, right? So what tends to happen is the people you follow and the people that follow you tend to be like-minded. You 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 attract the same sort of people, and I feel yeah, like trying to yeah yeah I know. But what's actually happened now is someone will post something controversial, and then you'll say, "If you don't like it, unfriend me," which makes the problem worse. So you've now into a situation where the only people you're conversing with are people who, I'm not going to say radicalised, but they have the extreme view that you have. And I think that's it's essentially what is happening in a lot of situations. This is, a, this is the issue with social media is that every, it's even, even where everybody does mingle, left, right, middle, you know, extremes of both left and right, you, you still silo yourself off because you just follow the people that you agree with, you converse with the people that you agree with, you follow the topics you like. Follow the trending topics or the to- or just the general topics that you like, right? And you're not seeing outside of that bubble that you create for yourself. And also, but also mix in with that, the algorithm of Twitter, Facebook, it, ser- it keeps serving you up what you're already interested in because it knows that that's what you're going to click on. Boom, there's advertising dollars, right? So you could say that people's mentalities are doing this, but also – the, the nature of these social platforms are doing this as well, right? It's by design that it, people are being siloed. Like I, I do my best to try and read political when I, when I you know, look at political stuff online, you know, opinion from both sides, more, at least, you know, from more than one side so I can weigh up what, you know, where I fall on an issue. Uh-huh. Having said that, I still would see more you know, along my lines of thinking than not. That's for sure. And it's, it's, it's just the way it is. You've got to. The way the social media works now, especially something like Twitter. So Twitter is almost like 
if you ever see the way the following, there's there's a couple of maps you can see online and diagrams and stuff that tends to show you connections between people and whether they're left leaning or right leaning. And what you'll see is two distinct circles. So you have a giant left lean, a giant right lean, and very little connecting in the middle. It's like a Venn diagram, basically, right? And it kind of it's stretching further and further, and almost to the point where you, well, really, these I I don't understand why you would storm the capital. That's it's just. It's baffling. What what can you actually think that you're going to achieve? Do you think that you're going to to all these senators are going to go? Oh, you know what? You're right. You're right. Yep. Sorry. Why weren't we thinking what you were thinking? Let's let's you know do what you wanted us to do. It's insanity. It's and and it has achieved only the exact opposite opposite of what they wanted to achieve. So what they wanted to achieve was that you know the Senate was. Um, validating the the election vote, right? It's just a formality. Uh, you know, what is it? The senators, if they uh, object to any of the state's votes, they've got to get up and make their case, right? Some were doing that, but pretty much 100% were being validated. But seeing the disconnect now, like you see people who are now on a no-fly list because they're they're deemed terrorists. That's actually the, the, the flow on that's happening now. So there's videos of people trying to attend, trying to get on a flight. Basically, the counter's gone, sorry, man, you're being blacklisted. You're on the no-fly list now because you're deemed a terrorist by the government. And then people, the ramifications of what they've just done is, you know, you hit them with a shovel. And I was like, how are you that disconnected that thinking storming storming parliament is not going to have an effect on your life in the long run? I just, I can't understand how you didn't think that was going to affect you. Especially, especially when everyone's got their cameras out these days, and it's online, either streamed live or online within five minutes. Mm-hmm. Like you're so easily identifiable. How do you think you're going to get away with it? Now there's all this facial recognition. Like there were articles talking about the facial recognition that they they recognise some uh, known Antifa people uh, that were among them as well. Not, I don't. It was not definitely not the the majority of them, but there are a handful of Antifa people that probably went into you know with these right wing nut jobs to st- help stir up shit, probably get them busted. Let's say, but they were they were recognised easily by the by the artificial intelligence, the facial recognition. That's very scary. That uh, artificial intelligence. I don't think you could be that naive to think that there's not a lot of security there that's going to figure you out. So whether they get you then. You don't think they're going to get you at some point. Like really, that's the thing. Yeah, you might walk away from it that day, but it's going to come back and get you at some point. That's just baffling to me. Like how do you think it's going to happen? (laughs) Well, the guy who put his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk, the next day he was arrested. (laughs) Man, you know what he did? He did classic movie move. He shaved his beard. I was like, bro, really? (laughs) No, really. Well, they took a laptop. (laughs) Yeah, everyone's going to say, oh, that's this guy here. Not, not only that, I don't understand in this climate, you could have easily wore a face mask to, to hide you and no one would have questioned it. Back in the day, you walk around with a face mask, people would be like, that's a bit weird, that dude's wearing a face mask. Now, you can just walk around with a face mask, no one would say anything. So I'm just like, why would you not just wear a face I don't know. I don't get people sometimes. I don't know. The security at the Capitol building, for people, like, regardless whether they're letting or not, still, for people to make it all the way through, to the chambers while I was sitting. Oh, my God. Like I said, I've been to Parliament House here in Western Australia, Parliament House in Australia, at the in Canberra. There's no way that that would happen, man. Before, back in the old days, you were able in Parliament House in Canberra climb over the roof because they got this all lawn there. That's all been blocked off now, so you can't get anywhere near it. 
So all that's been fenced off. You've got to go through security chains. But there was probably a, there was probably over a thousand people. Well, that was my query. How many people were there? How many were doing the breaking in, the rioting, and you know, getting into the building? I don't know. Maybe a, maybe a couple hundred. But how many people marched from Trump's rally towards towards the Capitol building? Probably probably a couple thousand. I don't know. Yeah, but like what I'm saying is even in, in the Capitol, there surely they would have fire doors. Shut the fire doors so they can't. They held the doors open for them. Well, that's my point. That's what I'm saying. It's disgusting. So that brings that that opens it up to conspiracy speak, conspiracy talk. Was it a false flag? Did they want this to happen? Which is which is ridiculous because I can't think of any reason whether you're on the left or right side of you know who you support or or left or right of you know uh, you know an actual politician. Like, why would anybody want this to happen? But it just looks like they're inviting them in. It's so stupid. Apart from maybe it's just that they were so outnumbered that they had no choice. Uh, I, you know what? It, it also would not surprise me if they're like, you know what? These are all troublemakers. They're, they're rec- the security inside, the facial recognition, the data, whatever you can get from them being inside is actually probably pretty good. So they're probably thinking, let them in. We're going to get all the details of everyone who's involved one by one, and we'll just ch- we'll start chasing them Hang back on. the other way. You just you if you if you just let them in, you're risking these politicians' lives. Some would say who gives a shit, but I don't I don't think at any point their lives are at risk at all. Well, they had to be evacuated. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I think the evacuation would have held out that they would have got them out before there was any real risk to them anyway. But hey, who knows that? But who knows that before it happens? So I was, I was watching a movie years ago. It's called Olympus Has Fallen. It's about when the North Koreans take over the Capitol building. Now, I used to watch it goes, yeah, as if that's possible that the, someone's going to be able to fly a plane and come straight in and invade the Capitol building. And then after I saw these things, I'm going, oh, my God, remember that movie? The fun fact about that movie is the book it's written about, it actually has the Chinese taking over, not the North Koreans. Actually, you know what? We said that, we, we said that it would, this would never happen in Australia. It has happened. I'm pretty sure it was uh, during John Howard as Prime Minister, 1996, I think. There was uh, some industrial relation reform legislation that they that they pushed through. The unions busted into Parliament House. They actually did. You can find it on YouTube. Yes, but that was pr- well. Yes, okay, I get that. But pre, when the world war changed on September 11th. Because it was easy to get onto a plane back then, you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, like prior, back in the old days, you used to be able to walk into on the roof of Parliament House, for Christ's sake, because they've got the lawn there. That's all gone. You know, you didn't have to go for a metal detector. I never had to go to a metal detector to go into Supreme Court. Were the unions using violence to change a political agenda or were they just using a protest to change the political agenda? I suppose there's a, there's a, there's a defining line in there. Breaking through the doors of Parliament House, and, and I'm pretty sure they got into the chamber of one of the upper or lower house, I'm not sure, maybe both even. But they got – you're going to tell me that that's not violence? No, no. In, are we talking about the union one? Like the, the unions back in the day. The, the union one, the yes. Union, yes. Yes, back in the day. Um, I don't know. I actually don't know about it, so I don't know. I'll have a look at it. Yeah, yeah, I get that. It's, it's violence, right? But I don't think that what – I think what what's happened with the capital was that they're trying to stop the session, overthrow it or not. You can't say overthrow, but 
stop, stop the session, stop the government. I think what happened with the union, they were to try and get their point across. So how much, how much culpability does Trump have in it, in inciting those people to break in? He never actually said in so many words, go and break in. However, some of his language teeters on. Yeah. And, but it's been like that for a long time. The riots ones were no different. You know, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Like, that's just a strange tweet to make, right? I was like, okay, that's baffling. Um, and that. And, and he's all, but that's that's always been his thing. I think he 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 teeters on the edge of support v radicalism is very close. So he wants to maintain support, but I feel the way he maintains support almost incites radicalism in a way. It's it's not. It's, there's no there's no dif- the distinction. What does he hope to achieve by speaking that way? All it's done is shot him in the foot. This particular time, one hundred percent. You know, absolutely. Some of some of the senators that were going to get up and 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 protest the uh, the election results from particular states decided not to. So it actually had a direct effect on the potential of some of the election results being invalidated. So instead of being invalidated, they got validated. And stuffed him up completely of having any chance of the the votes being going back to the states for individual states to confirm the the vote or not. His intent was probably just to get them to the Capitol Hill and just to protest there, to be in front of obviously to do it there, right? To to think that they would break in is probably going shit. I didn't expect it to get that bad. And then you see the scenes yes. of some guy hitting some hitting you know killing the guy with the American flag chanting USA USA. I was like. Okay, that's baffling to me. I read, I read, or heard something about this. Did he use a flag to kill someone? He used a USA flag, and they were beating the guy on the floor with the US, the flagpole, and the crowd was chanting USA. This is a cop. A cop was. Killed. Yeah, this, I think it was a security guard. Just, just think about that. Just think, just think about that symbolism that they belted a a cop to death. At the United States Parliament building with an American flag. That is while chanting USA. USA. Yeah, I was like, wow. I was just There how many contradictions in the, in that total in that whole concept? That is unfucking believable. Land of the free, Simon. What a mess what a mess of a country, mate, land of the free. It's just a total mess. Oh my god. But there was, I was actually reading an article by Stan Grant, and it was actually quite a good article. I forwarded it to you, and I'll get you to read it before you probably we talk about it. And it talks about America and, how, and you know how it's. I think I think what 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 it was trying to say was these underlying issues have been there for a long time, and Trump was a result of all these underlying issues, and we know that that's that's fact, you know. But the way I think he outlined it is quite 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 well. He it's a very good article. I forwarded it on. You can have. And the other issue is the question they're going to ask is, are they going to impeach Donald Trump? Now, my question is, why would you impeach the president now with only nine days to go? I think it's because Nancy Pelosi had her laptop stolen and God only knows what's on that laptop. And she's probably shitting herself and trying to to throw, you know, throw the scent off her by another impeachment for Trump. 
what I heard was that um, by doing that impeachment, right, he becomes, number one, he becomes the first president, obviously, to be impeached twice. Second thing is he uh, loses his his pension and all that, all his benefits, all his perks. Thirdly, he, uses all, he loses all access to the Secret Service, so he has no more Secret Service protection. And fourthly, which is the kicker, he can no longer run as president of the United States ever again. So the 2024, for, a sec, for the 2024, he'll never be able to run again. Right, okay. So they're doing it for that reason then as well as well as – yeah, that makes sense. That's probably the reason. That's what I think the reason is, you know what I mean? I think they're trying to stop him going in 2024. Now, but the issue I have with with doing a, with the, with doing this is that they fight they've been fighting for how long now to get this uh COVID relief $600 uh, legislation passed in, in parliament there, but yet they can write a 20,000 page thing already within 6 days about Impeaching Trump. I'm going, Jesus Christ. It's pretty impressive. They've had that info already waiting to go for it. Well, exactly. They've had it in their back pocket waiting for it to to be able to use it. Yeah. Um, But uh, what the other thing is, it also sends, even though it's at the end, it also means that just because you're no longer president doesn't mean you're responsible for your actions, even if you're not president. It shows a precedence that you're still, even after you've left office, still have a responsibility to the country. I can see why they'd want to do it. Whether it's worth it, well, that's a different query. But I can see. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think think, think it would be personally worth it. I'd say, look, just let it go. Um, Move forward. If Donald Trump's smart, he would just keep his mouth shut, spend the rest of his life on his private island there. Happy happy days. But playing golf. Well, he can't play golf, you know. So the the issues that have been that's have, have aroused. Oh, so, well, I mean, I suppose it brings you to the thing of uh they're also um Twitter banning Donald Trump. Well, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and pretty much name uh Snapchat. Spotify. God Reddit. knows why he was even on Snapchat. Um, what's he doing? Dancers on there or was that or was that TikTok anyway? No, nah, Snapchat's small. Yeah. Oh TikTok. TikTok, he was on TikTok band as well, so. Ridiculous. Um, yes. On Spotify, I'm like, what was he on Spotify for? Well, he didn't have any podcasts. Or oh, Shopify as well. Maybe he was uh, selling selling Make America Great Again hats on Shopify. There's two parts to this, though. This is the thing. There's two parts about um, about whether they should or they shouldn't. Uh, so, so do you think they should stop him, Simon, from having a Twitter? Should he be banned from having a Twitter before I go? Okay, so I think that the tweets that – because they suspended him for 12 hours or 24 hours on Twitter, whatever it was, right, for, you know, supposedly uh, inciting the the riot, right? So he comes back on and he makes two tweets and what he tweeted I don't think was by far not the worst tweets he's ever put out. So – um, I think that no matter what he would have tweeted, he, the next you know they were just waiting to pounce and and give him the permanent permanent ban. Yeah. So what they actually permanently banned him for, I think, was a bit of nonsense. Wait, wait. Do you think they should have banned him though? It's uh, a good question. Are you agreeing of the censorship or not agreeing of censorship? I don't agree of the permanent with the permanent ban. 
Possibly with the okay. suspension for 12 or 24 hours. Possibly. Okay. Melo? My opinion is this. Twitter is a company and it has a right to do whatever it likes. If they want to ban Donald Trump, by all means, it's in their prerogative and they've got their right no. to do it. It's in their terms and conditions. They see fit. It's their platform. Can I, can I just they say can do what on this, like. this is the difference. Should they have banned him? Well, I have an issue with censorship in general. So potentially, uh, having said that, are they allowed to? Hell yes. And that is the Supreme Court done their First Amendment right. They're allowed to do that. They're allowed to. No, they're allowed to. They're allowed to ban. No question about it. Right. My only issue is with with Twitter is that the fact that if you're going to take this moral high ground and ban him based on inciting violence, my question to Twitter is: Why the hell has the Taliban got a Twitter account? Why has the Alatoma of Iran got a, a, a Twitter account? Please explain. Because I'm pretty sure that the Taliban will incite violence. Well, the the um, the Ayatollah Khomeini has uh, incited violence against Israel and said and said things like, you know, Israel has to be annihilated and all this kind of stuff. No ban. That's my point. That that's my, if you're going to take that by all means, but you're going to be consistent. You know? Yes. Having said that, though, right? Uh, as as much as that's the case, having said that, though, you forget that Twitter is a business, and they're obviously they're still worried about making money. So the thing is that well, they took off their biggest person that they draws all the people to. This is this is the thing. Have they done that? Because there is a fine line. There is okay, this is the whole thing with sportsmen as well. Okay. You can have scandal as long as the talent is more beneficial than the scandal. Okay. That's a universal fact with any sport. Okay. If you are one of the best, you'll get away with a lot more than if you're shit. That's just that's granted, okay? This is the same thing in Twitter. He's allowed to get away with it until a certain point, all right? The tipping point is now, okay, what is the tipping point where it is no longer beneficial for our business and it's and it's losing us business? He's obviously hit that point. That's all it is. He's hit the point of no return. What, but why, like even if they were to leave him on there saying all kinds of inciting violence nonsense, not that I'm saying he he's, you know, commonly or, or regularly inciting violence, but let's just say he was. Why, why is that detrimental to Twitter? It draws so much attention to it. Yes, but, but and so if we do it, don't worry, they're an analytic company. They, all they're doing is analyzing data. That's that's where the real money is. Data and people and usually data is where the, the money is, right? So if they know, I, I'm pretty sure what would have probably happened is he's done this. There's been a riot. All these Republican people who are deemed Republican voters, Republican followers, have stopped following. So then Twitter's gone, shit. Um, we're now getting, going to get a backlash now, all right? Because they've actually, I reckon they would have, he would have lost some supporters in that, and which is, which is being shown, right? I think it's now gone, shit. We're now losing people. We've got to recover. And that's, that's just the recovery move. It's really all it is. I, st- I, st- I still don't get it how, it's, how that's a recovery move. Because if they've lost, so if people aren't now following Trump, so there's a level of okay, so we need people to follow Trump. If there's a level, if there's more more beneficial to be made in people hating Trump, well, they're just going to ban him or or make it in a way that we don't approve of his message. That's all it is. Yeah, but I think that they by banning him, they would have lost more people than attracting people because. 
I think the people that didn't like him were always going to be on Twitter anyway. For four years as presidency and did longer it a week that, before. Yeah. Oh, longer than that. Uh, no, 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 of presidency, and they banned him a week before he's not president. They know when his run's coming to an end. Don't worry about that. Yeah, but could you imagine him when Joe Biden was there and does the stuff up or whatever? He would have been on Twitter like on, but gone for hell for leather. not the president. So the, the draw, the draw card was he's president. That was the draw card. Yes, he's a, he probably still has 85 million followers. What has Barack Obama said lately on Twitter? Well, again, I don't there know, you go. Everyone follows him, but no one pays attention to them unless they're the president. That's They don't have the pull. That's the thing. Yeah, but I, d- I disagree with that. I reckon Donald Trump, even in his retirement, would have the pull. He would have had the pull. Listen, because Trump had potentially another four years with a second run up his sleeve, he would have had still more attention than ba- Obama. He would have said, oh, they stole the vote from me. They stole the, 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 they stole the election. They would have stole the election. The fact that my daughter, my daughter only knows Donald Trump as a politician is disgusting. And that's why I'm saying he still would have been a big draw card for him. How does my eight-year-old daughter only know Donald Trump? For the four years of her life, she could remember he's being president. So she wouldn't have known anything before four years old. So, yeah. It's sad that our prime minister, she doesn't know who it is. Donald Trump would have been taking pot shots. Like, do you think Malcolm Turnbull was bad taking pot shots after he got ousted? It's, it's Donald Trump would have been that times a 20 billion, you know what I mean? Every day undermining undermining uh, the Harris administration, let's just call it the Harris administration because it will be, <laughs> Under, un, undermining <laughs> them Eventually for four be. years, you know? But is that good? For, well, this is the thing. Is that good for business, for Twitter's business? That's, that's the underlying question. Not good for not good for Twitter's ideology. All right, that's what it comes down to. Business is the secondary thing for for Jack Dorsey. All right, because he's worth thirteen billion dollars or whatever. Last time I looked, right. So it doesn't matter. He could lose. He could lose a billion dollars worth. It wouldn't matter. But your stance right now is any publicity is good publicity. That's the stance. That's essentially the stance you're taking, right? And I disagree. I my stance is when the drama outweighs the benefit, it is not good business. That's all it is. It's like I said, it's only different to to athletes. Athletes are allowed, depending on their talent, a level of of leeway, and that's always been the case, and will continue to be the case, right? As a proven fact, Willie Rioli is doing it right now. Okay, if it was a shit player, he would have been canned. We all know this, right? There's no different to anyone who's happened in the past. Oh. That's just that's just fact. It's a similar thing. If the drama outweighs the benefit, then they'll cut it. I don't, that is, that's how business I don't is. think Willie Rioli is a good example to use. I mean, they've left him in limbo for two years. So you know what I mean. But anyway. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, if yeah, what, they've hung that so, word, right? so if you, if, yeah, I don't know, but I'm saying if you have a player and he wasn't any good, right, or he was. He hardly ever played before, okay? This is how I even say. And then he's facing two years like this, potentially four. You think he would have been, they would have retained him on a list? Hell no. He would have been cut. Well, they also ago. have an obligation for his for his welfare, you know, and that type of thing. And the Eagles, you know, going from the 2005, six-ish era when, you know, all that, that hoo-ha about drugs and all that, they don't want to return to that type of culture let's say all right so they 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 eagles seem to look after their players whether they're playing on the pitch or not 
and that's the way it should be. Well, yeah, no, well, hang on. There's also an obligation as a player. No, there's also an obligation as a player that your contract is you. They, they can tear your contract up if you're if you've if you've breached whatever that is the wider protocols. That's fine. Yeah, that, that they could. But I'm what, I'm, sure what I mean is. There. Who wants to have on their conscience the potential that someone's going to be hanging from a bridge because their life has been ruined because their contract got turned upside down, uh, got ripped, got ripped up? You know in, what I mean? In sport, in sport, if in talking in sport or in real life, because in sport, the only thing that matters at the end of the day, and as much as the bullshit people tell you, you know this bullshit that um, welfare is important and this is important and this and bullshit. The only thing they care about is winning because winning brings supporters, supporters bring money. That's all it cares about. I don't know. Every I don't sport. Know. No, I That's don't, you like. no one goes to play a sport. To I don't lose. think the um, modern AFL clubs, you know, there's, there is, you know, they've got all their, their welfare stuff for their players and, and that type of thing these days. So I don't think it's that black and white anymore. But it is. Richmond's proof now that you can get away with things as long as you're winning. They're doing it literally this year. The whole year has been like that. They've had COVID breaches. They've had the guy elbowing the guy in the back of the head while they're playing. They've had the, the, they've had the coach who was, um, who was doofing the girl that works with them. So he's just, he's just separated with her now. That's all happening this year. That's not a good culture. But it doesn't matter because of the crux of it is that they're winning. They let it slide. Specifically for that All reason, right. we've we've gone on a huge tangent off Trump. That's for sure. <laughs> oh God, where were we? But, but that, that's what it is. That's that's what dra- drama. This it is. There's always a level. If, if there's always a tipping point, it, they'll let things slide. And I, I'm sure Twitter's the same. We'll let it slide while it's beneficial to us until it's no longer beneficial. And I'm sure their analytical department or whoever the department is who works out what to do, where to spend the money, whatever it is. I'm sure wherever that is, they've done their research. All right, going back to Trump being booted off social media, they've all done it. Pretty much every platform has done it simultaneously. So they've colluded together. Whether they even had to have a conversation together, uh, probably didn't need to. They just, you know. But it's just a coordinated effort to wipe out Trump from, from from political discourse while he's still the president. They want to get rid of Trumpism. Yes, absolutely. But hang on a second. That happens all the time. Look at Pete Evans not long ago. As soon as one person dropped in, one business dropped in, everyone business dropped in. It's it's the domino effect. It, it happens in every situation. Like it, it's not necessarily they colluded, but obviously they're going to look at that and go, well, obviously we can't be last here. We have to get on the front foot and do it as well. That's really all it is. Should it happen to the president? Yeah. The sitting president. Far out, man. Again, it goes back to goes back to is it their right? Can they do that? Of course they can. They're a company. It's just that there's a Supreme Court ruling that allows that allows companies in America to have religious religious beliefs, which is freaking baffling. I, they're covered under the First Amendment, which is ridiculous. I cannot fathom how that's the case. So they can pretty much refuse service for any reason they want then. All right. Let's talk about Parler. Now, for anyone who doesn't know what the hell Parler is, Parler is a Twitter-like or was a Twitter-like app, basically basically as an alternative to Twitter and more for conservative-minded people uh, because, you know, Twitter is obviously much more left-leaning. 
Now they've been booted off uh, the Google and Apple stores, app stores, and then shortly shortly after Amazon has booted them off their servers. So there's no more data on the internet, basically, and the thing just can't run. But someone's saying that there was a message that all that was it seventy seventy terabytes or whatever it was teraflops, whatever of information has been backed up. Well, they're probably backed up. Yeah, they would have been backing up as soon as it, um, you know, they they had the threat of um, being, you know, wiped off from from Amazon web servers. However, it looks like they got nowhere to go because no one else wants to wants to take them. The equivalent to Amazon Amazon web services is Microsoft Azure. Google's probably got their own as well, but none none of these. Or they could do what what the Gab app has done. They've built their own server infrastructure, so they can't be booted off. And that's what Parler should have done from the start because they had the investors to do it. I think I've used the Gab platform because I like the uh, I like they've got that browser and descent descent or whatever it is. It's pretty good. I just find Gab very slow, a slow software, very slow. Well, that's the thing, right? If if you start from scratch building, I mean, Amazon Web Services, I mean, you know, a bit of techie stuff, it, that can scale to infinity pretty much, right? Um, that's just extremely fast um, web servers for, you know, hosting, you know, massive worldwide network farms, let's call it, right? For, for an application like, you know, Twitter probably runs on it, for example. Facebook probably runs on it. If you've got to build something like that from scratch for a new for a new app like Gab has done, you know, you're not going to have as many server locations around the world oh, of like, course, like of course. Amazon would have and that kind of thing. So it's a slow, slow, slow process to build that up. And you've got to have donations and, you know, it's so that's why that would be running a bit slow. Um, that's gonna, that would take years to, to, to build up, yeah. But it's smart. He's in control of his own destiny. Nothing can change that. So I get that. What he's done is well, exactly. So yeah, um, you know, he can't be can't be booted off. So the the CEO of Gab has been cut off from um, the credit card companies because they claim that he's um, you know inciting violence, you know, on that app. Not him, but allowing hate speech and that type of thing on on the Gab platform. Right. However, the platform under under the American law can't be held responsible for the content. And so, going back to Parler, should Parler have been booted from the Google and Apple app stores, and also you know Amazon servers, when it's enshrined in the law, Section two thirty of the Communications Decency Act, it is. In, uh, in the American Constitution, that the platform cannot be held responsible for the content that people put on it, right? So same on Twitter. They're not held responsible for the content. Facebook's not held responsible for the content. But on the contrary, everyone, all these, all these um, big tech companies, Google, Apple, Amazon, held Parler responsible for the content that was being shared on on Parler, yeah, but I, I don't think that's what they that's what they they got them on. They got them on their terms and conditions that that they hadn't changed that that Parler hadn't adhered to Apple's terms and conditions. 
Because of what? Because of not moderating the content. Not moderating their content to allow for hate speech. Okay, but they don't actually have – I don't think that they have to moderate the content. That's the thing. Under Section 230, I don't think they have to. Yeah, but Section 230, my understanding is if somebody posts something illegal or does something illegal, that they're the ones that they're not liable. But Section 230 doesn't cover you if somebody refuses to provide you a service. That's essentially their problem. I'm refusing to provide you a service, and I have the right to refuse yes, to provide yes, you a service. Surely you've got to have a I have reason for it. constitutional right to provide you. You don't have to have a reason for it? No, no, no that's, that's, that's why. But it's no different. So – but because because they've legislated, so basically, well, that's a sort of they, they're covered under the First Amendment, right? Which is religious freedom, all that sort of shit, right? And so they have the right to refuse. So it's no different to so basically, this started with Hobby Lobby. I don't know if you know what Hobby Lobby is. So Hobby Lobby went to the Supreme Court. It's a company that does pharmaceuticals, right? But they're these conservative Christians, and what they said is, we don't want to offer. Um, the contraception or something like that, the morning after pill. And the, gov- the government was saying, well, no, hang on a second, you're, you're um, a medical company, blah, blah, you know, whatever it is. And they won that at court saying, no, we, we, we have the right to refuse service. That's essentially what it is. They can refuse service. And that's all they've done is that I refuse to provide you a service. So they're not moderating the content. They're just saying, well, you can't use your server. So – Go find somebody else who will use your server. The problem is he's not doing it, he's not doing it, he's not doing it, he's not doing it. I don't have a server. But that's one thing is I'm surely, surely globally there will be other servers in other countries that will be more than happy to take that on. You need global scale, right? And the the tech companies that have the global service farm scale are Microsoft, Google, Amazon. Who, are they, who else is there? Well, there will be IBM. Not only that, you've also got, especially EU, EU rules are that if you want to run in the EU, the server has to be based in the EU. So you need someone who covers all the areas. That's a problem. It'll be setting up in Turkey. What? No. But, that, no. but, and then, but then again, if it's not, there's, there's all these things. So if they don't have it, that's where the $20 million fine comes in or whatever that shit is. So that's all that stuff. Or, or Russia, set up in Russia. Yeah, but th- <laughs> but th- no, but this is the whole thing. Like you, if you run the server, have to manage these things. Whereas Amazon, Apple, all those, they were doing it already. They've got these things in place. There's not that many who have a global scale like that. That's, that's why. It's very limited. So their stuff, right? Parler, no one will take them. Like even their own lawyers, lawyers dropped, dropped them. them, man. So that's who's going to represent them? Which I'm, which I think is a bit sad because a lawyer should represent their client, especially in that country. Do you know why I think the lawyer dropped the medal? And by the clients that were bigger and better. No, because they were like, "How are we going to get paid?" Yes, no, I had realized they had no chance of winning, so you know we can't go broke trying to represent you. Yeah. How are we going to get paid? Yeah. Yep, essentially that's all it is. It's like if you ain't getting income, you ain't paying us, so we're dropping you now. And that happens. How many times does that happen? A lawyer gets dropped because uh, you can't pay them. True. What I think starting to happen now is in a way this is, a, you know, this booting Trump and, you know, the flow-on effects of, you know, Parler, you know, copying it. Slowly, slowly, maybe these big techs by doing this, shooting themselves in the foot because now maybe more of these little ones are going to pop up and it's going to thin out the Facebook, Twitter a little bit, 
right? And it might take years and years for the you know, the new startups or you know the gap you know companies like Gab or even like Signal, you know, messaging service to grow, but but it's it can potentially create more competition, which I think can be healthy. What I what I, I, United States has a funny antitrust law, and no different to Rockefeller when he had Standard Oil got broken up into. The government made him break up companies. So, so someone like Facebook could be broken up into a lot of different companies. Obviously, you have your Facebook, you'd have your Instagram, you'd have your um, WhatsApp. WhatsApp you know, all these would be different companies and trade in their own right. So maybe that could be saying that maybe that's what Donald's probably trying to push for if he's running out of time. But um, the antitrust law, because someone, I read a story, they were saying about um, the, there's an article about that uh, antitrust and RICO laws could apply to to big tech, which is pretty scary. As a, as the, well, in a way. Well, the thing is, it should go the other way. So the problem is, is that once you get big enough or to a certain level, Microsoft, Apple, they come in, they just buy it up. It becomes pointless anyway. That's all that's been happening. Microsoft has been doing it for decades, buying up little, little companies so you don't have it. Take Facebook buying WhatsApp in 2014. So... In 2014, Facebook bought WhatsApp for 19 billion US dollars, right? And then the founder of WhatsApp went off and uh, started a new partnership or company to create Signal. Now, nobody knew Signal. Mel, you reckon you had it three years ago? I don't. I only only came across it a couple of weeks ago. I had it ages ago. Telegram, Signal, and the reason why is because. Okay. And the reason why I've come across Signal now and jumped off WhatsApp is because WhatsApp have changed their terms of service to now they are really like massively ramping up what they're going to be collecting off your phone and sharing with other Facebook subsidiaries, right? And Facebook itself, which means they're going to be pumping the ads at you. Now I'm a Facebook marketer. Brilliant. It's a dream for me, right? If everyone around the world who has Facebook Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp and probably even Instagram on their phone, all that data is being collected. I've got more more um, advertising targets, right? It makes advertising uh, and targeting even easier on Facebook. Beautiful. However, I'm not stupid enough to stay on on WhatsApp myself. So I've deleted all, all conversations, groups, my account and uninstalled it off my phone and now I'm on Signal because Signal doesn't collect all that stuff. Signal collects your phone number and that's about it. And that's fine. Like they need your phone number so that you can actually oh, yeah. use it, make it so, it so it can function. But they're not going to be taking my location, um, you know, triangulating me from, on, from every mobile tower that I'm connected to every second of every day. All my contacts lists, um, all my usage of all other apps on my phone – this is what WhatsApp is now going to do. It's what Facebook Messenger already does. So I reckon if anybody's got WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger on your phone, you're absolutely insane. However, I sent a message to all my friends and family and said, look, here's the article. Read it for yourself. This is the reason why I'm jumping off and I'm going to go to Signal. The, the indifference of people is its actually funny. Uh, it's, it gives me a chuckle. That people just don't give a flying fuck that all this data, it's like, oh, well, I've got nothing to hide, right? But every single thing that you do on your phone, every minute of your life is going to Facebook if you don't jump off these apps. That's, that's 
the short and curlies of it. That's it. Even without a Facebook account. People need to be more aware of their, of their privacy and, and securing their personal data. It's not only your own personal data, right? Because even though I'm off Facebook, uh, uh, I'm off uh, WhatsApp now, and I've never had Facebook Messenger, but I'm, I no longer have WhatsApp. However, all my contacts, all people, people who have me as a contact in their phone and also have WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger installed on their phone, they still get my data. You know what I mean? That's the way it works. So people don't give a shit about other people's privacy as well, let alone their own. I'll raise a query for you, though. Is it the requirement of the general public to worry about this? What do you mean a requirement? It's not it's, a requirement. It, you can't force did, people to, but just the fact, the fact that people are like walking zombies no, no, and don't give no, a shit. No, this, I find no, it both sad and funny at the same time. But the, no, this, see, but this, this to me, this should, this is a, this is a government issue. This is what government legislates. Yeah, 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 totally, specifically totally. this. So this this is the problem here. I don't think this is a responsibility for people. This is a responsibility for government. The fact that government allow it is more the issue than their businesses would do it. You can say it's a responsibility for government, but you're going to rely on government to to you know look after you know daddy government to look after you every second of the day. You also got to have some personal responsibility as well. And if you know it, the information is out there that these companies have the ability to collect all this data off you through these apps that you voluntarily keep on your phone, well, isn't the logical thing to do, well, I'm not going to use that one anymore. Okay, I'll give you an example. My mother will always use Facebook Messenger because it's just easy for her. What am I supposed to do? She's always, for the rest of her life, is going to use Facebook Messenger. All my, all my contacts in Italy, right, all my family and friends in Italy, I sent them all a message that said, you know, in the next couple of days I'm jumping off WhatsApp. My uncle, was, my uncle replied to me, he said, so what are we going to do, go back to the 1950s where we don't, don't have phones anymore? And I, was, I said, you can do what you want, right? You don't, I'm not telling you what you have to do. I'm telling you what I'm going to do. However, in the article that I sent you, I've, I've told you what it shows, it tells you what the information is and what the alternative is. So no, it's not that you have to go back to the 50s or be without a phone or not have any of these kind of apps. You just should have a thought about it and go to an app that actually doesn't exploit you, basically. It exploits you. You're the product. But this is why I'm saying I don't know if this is necessarily a personal responsibility. Yes, there's a personal responsibility. There's so many things that get will get missed. Even As an example, would you be able to survive in general without Google, just in general? Uh, yeah, I would. Most people wouldn't. Do you not use Google Maps? Uh, I use Waze. However, having said that, I've heard that Ray, Waze uses Google Maps, yes. However, there are alternatives out there as well. There is. But but I'm saying it's become such an a, a integrated part of life. It is actually very difficult for individually to remain that way. This is why I'm saying, look, to me, it's become a, it's, a, it's now a government issue, not a personal – because there's a lot of times we don't know when something's being used. So how do you know that Waze uses Google Maps? Because I read it the other day. Oh, I, would, I didn't know that. I thought Waze had its own infrastructure, right. to be honest with you. The general person would have no idea, but I'll just use it as a layperson. A general person 
Exactly the point. It's API is Google Maps. So it uses the maps in the background anyway, right? So I'm like, well, this is the problem that we kind of have, right? That they become a point where it's almost impossible for the general person to know what information they have given and what information they need to give. Totally. I use an app called Bouncer. I don't know if you've ever heard of an app called Bouncer, right? So what my what this app does is when I install an app and it asks for a permission, Bouncer I give it the permission and Bouncer says, do you want to let them keep this permission or do you want to schedule it? So I'll let them have the permission for half an hour, do what it has to do, and then it cancels it for me. Brilliant. I like that concept. That's good. And and, and that's just because I'm like, yeah, I'm actually because sometimes you need to do something, you got to give it, a, I don't know, or something like you got to give it a location or you got to give it access to your gallery or something like that for it to work, whatever. But I don't necessarily like leaving it there. So I remove it after I'm done with it, right? So whether it be 15 minutes, an hour, half so bouncer an hour, whatever, can right? bouncer do that for um, all of your apps do. that that use your data? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but if you've got an app and then you install bouncer, it won't work. But if you install bouncer and then install an app, then you can do these things. So you got to have bouncer on first. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. So if you want to, yeah. So I like that for that reason. So sometimes I'll download something, and it might be something just just an app for something that I need at the time. It's not nothing major, whatever, right? But it will need gallery, for instance, right? And I'll say, all right, for 15 minutes, you can have gallery. No, that's good. I'll actually like that and I'm going to check that out. But however, when you when you say that it's it should be a government responsibility, yes, I 100%, 1,000% agree that the overarching responsibility should be government, right? Because they've got the communications arm of government, right? Should sort that shit out. However, they, you know, they're in the pocket of these big tech companies. That that's probably part of the problem. However, where you know, right, where you've been informed and you can do something about it, you should do something about it for your personal privacy. That's that's what I think. At least, I mean, I don't, I don't mean you need to go searching every minute of the day. All right, how, how can I, you know, de-Google myself? No, but where you've been, where you've got obvious clear information and obvious clear alternatives you've got to do something about it otherwise you're just playing dumb well but that's always the case but like say for this moment i say government if there is a, re- a regulation that requires that the government can't do something right at least you know at some point you have one layer of protection. There's always going to be – if you leave a company, like in general, as I always say this about companies, companies are neither moral or ethical. Companies are there to do one thing and to make a profit and make a profit for its shareholders. That's the intent of a company, right? That's it. It only has one goal, okay? It has no other goal but to exist to make a profit, okay? So if you leave a company to do that, it will abuse all its power that it can to make a profit, okay? The only way to stop that is to legislate against doing that because gov- people, if we let, for instance, right, so if you said that BHP or Rio or Woodside could do whatever they want to go mine it and grab whatever, right, well, that would just go free for all, wouldn't they? Uh, of, of course they would because that's what a company does, right? So that And that's the intent of a company. It's, it's designed and built to make a profit for their shareholders. It's actually incorporated to, for the, be, for the benefit of the shareholders, make as much profit as it can, right? So that's why you can't allow – I don't think you can allow any com- – like there has to be the regulation in there because the gov- like companies will just continue to take and take and take unless the government stops them taking. That's all that will happen. Yeah, I agree. 
That's why I say that there should be a government intervention because there's no way that you could eventually you get to a point where all of them do it. So if you let one do it, then the next one does it, and he might be a little bit not – he might not be as bad, so you move there, but it still could be bad. Well, it should have been like, you know, if Facebook makes an acquisition like, you know, what did I say, 19 billion US dollars for WhatsApp six years ago. It should have been obvious then. Even though they had, you know, they had end-to-end encryption and you know, fantastic, right? And they weren't they weren't collecting they weren't collecting data supposedly, but it should have been so obvious that Facebook exists because it's an advertising platform, right? That's all it is. Facebook is an advertising platform. I love it for that. That's pretty much all I use it for. Um, that makes me money, right? But it should have been so obvious then that it's just laying dormant with. WhatsApp to one day it's going to go boom, big bang approach is just going to go. We've got, we've got like captured all the market yeah, share, yeah. right? Probably nine, 90% of the world uses WhatsApp. Oh, no, this is, there's an actual and map. And then true. everyone's so reliant on it now for their connections, right? Because people have forgotten how to use SMS. Um, everyone's so reliant on WhatsApp that now, once we've got critical mass, Boom! We're gonna we're, now we're gonna grab all of this, collect and share all of, all of this data and, and stuff, and use it to our advantage and make a shit ton of money. It was no different to when when um, Facebook was floated and it had zero revenue. Why is it worth so much if you earn zero dollars? Data is data is impeccable. There's no there's an infinite value in having people's data. That's really what it is. But at the same time, we allow it. And we allow it because politicians allow it. That's what happens. I'm looking forward to. I reckon that on the ad platform, once once the uh, let's be honest, like the data collection has probably already begun on the back end with 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 WhatsApp, right? But once once the uh, the the new data collection and sharing kicks in with WhatsApp, oh, that is just a treasure trove for Facebook marketing, right? So all the new options that are going to open up for targeting people with Facebook marketing, like you can, I reckon you'll probably be able to target people who were um, at a particular area or location, you know, a year ago or something like that. They'll probably open it up like that. I don't know whether that'll be legal, but the potential will be there for stuff like that. It's an advertiser's dream. Oh, I think that it, it, it just looks for patterns. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's all we're for. So we're looking for patterns. What are the patterns of things happening? Does this person go to this place every week? Does this person go here every day? Does this person look at this every day? That's all it is. It's amazing how um how well it just becomes targeted. What's the point of advertising to everyone for one product when if I can advertise to the people who are interested? Why bother? Why waste my money advertising to? I mean, we could do a whole podcast. I think uh, about about Facebook advertising. I could talk all day about it. But um, you know, the the point of Facebook advertising is it's you know the complete opposite of spray and pray. It's it's you know minuscule, minute targeting, basically based on interests, behaviours, and geographic location. You know, pretty much any anything you can think of. <laughs> It's also the introduction of marketplace, Facebook marketplace. Think about what that does for Facebook. It specifically tells them what you need to buy. It's actually what it's doing. It's specifically telling them what you're looking for. That's, isn't that an advertiser's dream? Yes, and then you will likely, very likely see ads based on what you've been searching or looking at. Yeah, yeah. That's the way it does work. 
Yeah, that's right. Because even in flow-on effect, so if I've bought a skateboard, so then like if logically I need a helmet, logically I'll need some wheels, logically I need knee pads, logically I might need skate shoes, logically, that's the flow-on effect. But it's not even it's not even that you go looking for it on Facebook Marketplace. You go looking on just a website, all right? So you ever heard of the Facebook Pixel? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. Facebook Pixel is a bit of is a little bit of code, right? That I I put them into all my websites. Um, every 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 decent website's got the Facebook Pixel in it because what it does is it links that website to that business's Facebook ad platform, so that you can then retarget advertising through Facebook at people who have looked on your website. So when when you, you know, get surprised that, oh, I did a Google search for, you know, a mountain bike and then you're seeing ads on Facebook for mountain bikes, that's what's happened. You've been pixeled, okay? That's because what the way it works is it knows that your Facebook account is going to be um, interested in looking at those ads because you're always logged in on Facebook, right, on your browser. And on the same browser, you know, a different tab, whatever, you go looking at specific websites. There's the link. You're logged into Facebook plus you're looking at that website that's got that Facebook pixel code. Bang. You've been pixeled and then the next time you go on Facebook, you're seeing ads for what you've been looking at, what you Googled. It's, it's, it's beautiful technology and it's, well, I love it. That's how, you know, that's how I target people for my clients on, um, on, on their Facebook campaigns. Uh, and it works. It works a dream. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. It's actually really handy technology. However, for myself, I like to limit what I what I give away. I like to stay more private. See, the thing is the general population probably doesn't mind that because really what happens is I'm looking at something and then I'm scrolling through Facebook and then somebody's advertising for something for 30% off. Hang on a second. Oh, that's That's pretty good. It can be. It, it can work to your benefit. Totally, it can work to your benefit. But I think it's a little bit more creepy when it's because of your use of WhatsApp, uh, and not just your use of WhatsApp. Facebook will probably be able to tell everything that's loaded onto your phone, uh-huh. um, other apps that you've got on your phone. So if you've got, I don't know, um, what, are, what are other apps that you use on your phone? Yeah, bouncer, bouncer, or um, bouncer. Google Maps, right? Where you've been and oh, anything. Well, I'm just looking at mine. Um, podcast apps, right? Can probably tell what podcasts you're you're looking at, for example, what you, what your podcast you're listening to, things like this, right? It, it's pretty much going to have access to every bit of um, phone data that that you can think of. And that's why I said, like, it's gone. It's an advertiser's dream. That's why I feel like it's almost impossible to stop. To, to really like make yourself private because how do you like really think of how do you listen to a podcast without giving away some information about yourself? It's almost impossible. Short of, short of someone downloading it, giving you a copy and you playing it on something not connected to the internet. How would you do that? Well, I suppose, you know, I use, I've just started using, uh, what's it called? Hang on. New podcast app, Pocket Casts. I love this app. It's 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 brilliant. Yeah, you said that. I haven't used it yet. I'm sure that the 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 makers of Pocket Casts could probably tell what I've what I've subscribed to, probably if they could be bothered looking. But however, 
I don't think that I'm going to be advertised at because of what I'm what I'm subscribed to by that app on that you know by the makers of that app. But you've given them some level of data, regardless. Yes, you've created an account or whatever. Yeah, totally. However, it's it's not Facebook. Facebook is up there with the biggest advertiser in the world, with Google. It's, it's funny you say that because I listen to I use one called Castbox, and I just clicked on it right now, and my pool cleaner blew up at home, so I had to get a new pool cleaner. And what's the first ad that comes up? Best pool cleaner for vinyl advertising. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Explain that again. I'm just saying like you said about the podcast there. I just opened up my podcast app and it came up with a pool cleaner. And that's what I just looked for because I needed one blew up the other day. Yeah, because your podcasting apps have ads in them. That's how they made their money. You got ads in your podcast? Yeah. Okay. Get onto Pocket Cast because it doesn't have ads in it. Even the free version. There's no ads in it. Have you searched on Google for for something? Oh, I, 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 actually, it was on eBay I searched for it, to be honest. But that's what I'm saying. It's almost impossible to stop this information coming. I mean, you've been retargeted. No, 100%. That was way, just sure. two seconds. Yep. What was the app you said, Pod? Pocket Casts. Pocket Casts. Oh, mate. I, I, I've only just started using it a couple of weeks ago. It's the best podcast app. I love it. And you don't actually have to download them. I've just been streaming them. Yeah, no, I'm on, that one, that's just, I just stream it off that one as well. That one, that's all I do is I stream one. I've always used Podkicker, which is a pretty oldish interface. But because I had so many subscriptions and so many downloaded on there, I just kept using it for years. And I'm still running it because I've still got downloaded podcasts on it that I need to get through until I actually, you know, 100% change over. But so at the moment, I'm running two podcast apps. No, I, I actually like that one I got, Castbox, but I just don't like. And now it's all of a sudden it's coming well, away. Well, maybe pay pay to upgrade it to the pro version, and then you then you won't have ads. Hopefully, it's just a one off payment. Because Podkicker, I used the pro version, and that was like a dollar fifty to pay for it, and I didn't I didn't get ads on it. That's usually what it is. Yeah, you got to pay. They got to make it somehow. So either they put ads in it or you pay for it. But Pocket Cast, there's not even any ads from the free version. Then how do they make their money? It's inevitable. It's inevitable unless they sell your data to to somebody. That what you're listening to? Maybe. However, it's not owned by Facebook, so it makes me <laughs> a little bit happier. Yeah. Put it that way. Yeah, that's good. That was very good. I watched that too. I was going to say that. Watch that one, Tom. So you put that one on your list as well. Last Breath Netflix. It's actually quite interesting because that's about um, the guys working on the bottom of the oil rigs. They have to stay in the, the pressurization chamber for a month and stuff before they go down. It's just, yeah, it's interesting actually. Yeah, and the chamber's the size of a, uh, an office. So month they have to stay in there while they pressurize. Like, can you imagine what they would have to get paid for that to be worthwhile? Could you imagine? Could you imagine maybe my claustrophobia? Oh my god! Um, <laughs> you wouldn't even get in the door. I'd be like, nah, get the hell out of here! <laughs> I'm out, Barley. I'm out. Let alone in. Let alone Barley. I'm out. That's it. Done. <laughs> pitch black. Seriously, watch that one. That one's good. like whoa. That was a good one. Um, that's right, intense. Check that out. On that note, should we get the hell out of here? Yeah, yeah. Wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. We've been going for over an hour now, so. Yeah. Hour and a half. Well, it probably would have been probably probably would have been a bit longer if. Oh. 
Oh. It would have been well. We've gone. We've been going an hour twenty-two. It would have been like an hour twenty-six. So we missed a few minutes. Yeah, that's right. No, it was a bit longer. But actually, that's. Pro- I reckon that's probably one of our best episodes. That was really good. Yeah, covered a lot of ground. I think there. And you know what, Simon? Happy twenty twenty-one, mate. <laughs> happy, New happy New Year, Dom. On the twelfth of January, yeah, 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 yeah. ten days late. You've broken my ten. <laughs> My January second. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Uh, Don't bring up. That's all right. I got Australia Day. Oh, can you see fine. me not Australia Day? Run again. Can you hear me or not really? No, we we've almost lost you. But no, you bring right. fine. The other one's better. Not, no good. We're better. going anyway. What are you changing microphone for? I'm just trying to get. Oh, yeah. Now it's set up. You sound like you're running away. Give yeah. us a yell, Mel. Give us a yell. Give me a yell. <laughs> Give me, give me USA, USA shit. USA. <laughs> <laughs> what a country. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> Man, I'm trying to work out this fucking thing. All right, no worries. No. <laughs> what, are, what are we going to what, – what music or something are we going to use at the end of this episode? I've got to think of something. Cowardice. Are you serious? Apologies for freedom. I can't handle this. When freedom brings answer the call. On your feet, stand up tall. Freedom's on our shoulders. USA. Enemies of freedom. Face the music. Come on, boys, take them down. President Donald Trump knows how to make America great. Deal from strength or get crushed every time. Over here. USA. Over there. USA. Freedom and liberty everywhere. Oh, say can you see it's not so easy, but we have to stand up tall and answer freedom's call. USA, 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 we're the land of the free and the home of the brave, USA, USA, the stars and stripes are flying, let's celebrate our freedom, inspire proudly freedom to the world, Ameritude, American pride, it's attitude, it's who we are, stand up tall. Free, that's who our colors don't.